Welcome to the Maven Nation. Maven Nation, your tactical podcast to getting more, 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 or less. With your host, Michael Andrew. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This morning, I wanted to share with you a very important uh, miracle that basically happened to me in 2005. Many times I share this story, people don't believe me. This is a true story. It happened to me personally. I swear to God, you know, swear on any Bible you want me to swear on. Uh, But it's going to change how you look at the topic of service. There were many times we'd be serving in um, Puerto Rico and maybe every once in a while somebody would be struggling In, in two specific cases. I could see that doubt had crept into the minds of two volunteers who were there and they didn't feel like they were having a big impact. And, uh, you know, Puerto Rico is, is a huge problem. You know, it's 3.4, 3.5 million people. There's no way to help all of them, you know, door to door. It's, it's impossible. And, um, you know, even if the thousands that we served, it's just a, you know, scratch on the surface. If you look at the whole picture, you know, it's, it's it felt like very little. And, um, you know, I, in these two specific examples that I was thinking of, I could see that these doubts were creeping in and, um, these volunteers I was working with, I cared about them and I wanted to eliminate any doubts they had of the power of good. And that's what I'm going to do for you right now is that the ego is going to fight you when you start thinking about serving other people. Your ego is going to try to make it hard for you. It doesn't, the ego doesn't want to be diminished. And if you serve people, the ego is going to be diminished. So it doesn't want this to happen. And we're naturally wired in some cases to not want to help other people. So the story starts in 2004. And uh, our church group discussed the possibility of going down to Pensacola after Hurricane Ivan had swept through the land and created massive damage. And, you know, me and my efficiency mind, I was thinking, wait a second, Pensacola, Florida. Okay, that's a four hour drive. We're going to be there for eight hours working and it's a four hour drive. And I was just like, you know what? This is a stupid idea. We're going to be driving for eight hours and we're going to be working for eight hours. We're going to be driving as long as we're going to be volunteering. And uh, I could think of every single reason why we should not go down to Pensacola, Florida and help the victims of Hurricane Ivan. I was adamant about it. I didn't want to go. You know, we'd have to wake up early. It was going to be a long day. We're all be crammed in these cars and it was going to, you know, just suck basically. And uh, reluctantly, I said, you know what? Okay, I guess I'll go, you know? And so we're driving down there. Uh, and the whole time in my mind, I'm like, this is stupid. You know, geez, I could be, you know, doing this or doing that, whatever. We drive down there. And as we approach Pensacola, it, it became very apparent of the, the enormity of the damage and the destruction that had occurred there. And, uh, so we went down there and, and we went to the church building there and, and, you know, to try to volunteer. And they gave us some of these little assignments, people, you know, they didn't seem like they really needed us. And, and, you know, I was like thinking, oh, you see, I was right. You know, there's so many other volunteers. I mean, there were thousands of volunteers down there. It seemed like, and it seemed like, you know, everybody was running about helping other people. And it seemed like there was a lot of aid there. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, this was a waste of a day. You know, this is, this is stupid. So long story short, we decided to walk around certain neighborhoods and try to find a house that just needed a couple volunteers. And sure enough, we found a house that said, we need help. They had this big plywood sign that they had made with spray paint. I knock on the door to talk to them and, and, um, 
the woman there answered and she says, you know, we don't have any money. And, and I'm like, you know, we're just volunteers. We're here to help you. And one thing led to another. And we ended up working and, and cutting wood, you know, for the rest of the afternoon in this woman's yard. And uh, her husband came later on and we, we continued to work barbecue. And we had a great time and they were just a really lovely couple. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was just thinking, you know what? Yeah, I guess this was, this was good. This was a good thing. And I was starting to feeling these these positive feelings associated with service. And we get in the car and we drive home four hours. And, and you know, at, at this point, I'm like, yeah, that was a good day. You know, <laughs> I always say that if, if it's a good, if when I do service and I have a good time, I'm going to say that was a good day. So one year later, give or take, 2005, Katrina hits. And once again, you know, they're in church. They're saying, Hey, let's go over to Hattiesburg this time and help some people. And, and, um, and I was like, yeah, you know, Pensacola was pretty cool. This was a year ago and, you know, we're going to a different place. It's not quite as far. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. So we go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi and, uh, we're, we're at a location and we're working and this truck comes down the road and screeches on the brakes and the door opens up and we're like, What's going on? And out steps the man from Florida. Different city, pretty far away, you know, 13 months later. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, well, you know, it's a hurricane. And we came to Hattiesburg to help clean up. What are you doing here? And he said, I remembered you guys coming to help us last year when we needed it. And when this hurricane hit, I felt the need to follow your example. I got, and he had his two buddies there with him and they had chainsaws and gas. And we felt like we needed to come up here to Hattiesburg to find people who needed help. And like right now my brain's melting. I'm like, what? And he's just like, yeah. And, and I was driving down the road and I just felt like I should turn down the street. And here I am. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And there were, and there were other people, you know, who had been there with us in, uh, in Pensacola. And we were just all just, just flipping out. Like what in the world? And, uh, we worked with this gentleman and his two buddies at this house. And it felt to me in that moment that the higher powers that be, whether you call it God or whatever else, karma was just basically peeling a layer of, uh, hey, let me, sh- let me show you what happens when you serve people and how it changes. This is one man, one family that I was complaining about the whole ride down, you know, to, Pens- to Pensacola. And, and um, you know, even almost regretting taking the trip, you know, halfway through the day, one person, and so what I would, I told those two volunteers after I told them that story, never doubt ever the amount of good that will come from you helping one person because we don't see it. And because of that miracle there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, for whatever reason, I was allowed to see the effects of that one day of service on that one person and how it changed them that, that we would randomly meet. <laughs> at a different time and in a different state. It was crazy. And uh, typically when I share that story with people, they get it, is that when you go out of your way to help another person, you never, you will never know 
the impact it's going to have on them and all the other people that they may serve because of it. Now, yeah, it's true. Maybe nothing's going to happen uh, from it. But in the end, service and the desire to serve is extremely contagious. I can't tell you how many times, you know, we'd be delivering food in, in Puerto Rico and the victims that we were giving the food and water to would open a case of the case of water we just gave them and offer us a bottle. Or sometimes they would have cold water or frozen water. They'd come out and give it to us immediately after we had uh, served them this, this food. And so there is a very perpetual, powerful force that, that carries over when you help somebody. And I, I really think that uh, if service was taught as a form of like self-medication, and it was really uh, kind of society looked at it as something that should be pursued, it would change the world. When, if, if we had everybody helping and serving and basically loving one another, it would revolutionize everything that we know about uh, the world and politics and, and things of that nature is this concept that's been taught for thousands of years is that when you are serving somebody, you are the greatest you can be. And that's the thought I want to leave with you today. Never underestimate the amount of good that you can do and the impact that it will have on others. In any event, have a great day today, guys, and I will be back soon. See you then.